0: employer brand consultant at get your guide and you're listening to talented get your guides recruiting podcast now on to the interview
1: so i'm Marin. i'm from the netherlands i've been living in berlin for five years moved here for booking.com originally and have been working at get your guide since october last year so about six months and what I do. Um, so I lead the business recruiting team and we focus on hiring for all of the positions that aren't in the tech space.
0: How big is the business recruiting team right now?
1: So at the moment we're six and we are gro- gonna grow to about 10 this year.
0: Hi, uh, I'm Samir, basically i from Pakistan, currently heading the tech recruitment team. So you're nine people, including nine the, working people students. the working students. I've been in Berlin for five years now. And previously to get your guide, I was uh, at Zalando for four years or so in talent acquisition space initially for three years and then moved into a more talent management business partnering role. And both of you came to Berlin for work or did the city attract you and then you found work once you were here?
1: Yeah, well, you know how they say people come to Berlin for love. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't. (laughs) I think I I found love in Berlin in more than one way. I absolutely love the city and I'm really happy I got a chance to stay. I came here initially for a temporary period uh, to open an office for Booking.com which uh, allowed me to just get to know the city a lot better. And since Booker.com kept offering me new opportunities and uh, different roles within recruiting, it just was a very interesting journey for me, both uh, on a development side, and working for the company, as well as living in Berlin.
0: For me, actually, I followed love here. My wife came here for her studies, and then I just followed her afterwards. And I'd never planned to stay in Berlin, but it's been five years, so I'm pretty much hooked on to Berlin. And both of you have been working in recruitment for quite some time now, Yeah. and so how did you get into recruitment initially? I know that a lot of people kind of fall into recruitment, I think that's how Andrew, you made it into recruitment?
2: Yeah, most people I've talked to stumble into recruiting one way or the other. And then I think identify at some point in those first few years if you like want to continue your career in recruiting or not. I got into it because I was introduced to like some people that were um, building a a boutique staffing firm. And I thought that they were really good people and I wanted to work with them. And um, I learned some amazing things from them. I spent two and a half years there. And at that point, I still wasn't even sure if I wanted to continue this career. When I left there, I went in-house, and when I made my first hire in-house, and I wasn't making money off people, that's when I actually realized I was super excited about changing people's lives, and and that this is the career for me. And so then, 15 years later, I'm uh, still loving this career.
1: So, I'm definitely one of those people who stumbled into recruiting. I think, in retrospect, there are some common themes in my career choices, and even prior to uh, starting to work in university, I was... I loved kind of being connected to a lot of different people. I was active uh, in an international student organization and had a a board uh, membership role there for a while, which sounds much more serious than it was. But I did learn there that I found it very satisfying to see other people um, thrive, and maybe in this case, not professional roles, but mentorship roles towards international students. And then, as I started my career, I was trying to figure out whether I wanted to do something more commercial, like sales, account management, was applying for different positions there, but missing the the people part. um, I found that out pretty quickly. I went back and worked for my university uh, as a student recruiter. So it was kind of a natural extension Mm. of having been very involved in the international student community in my city, and then going more towards representing the university finding international students to to come join us there. And then um, I kind of found out that I really loved recruiting when I joined Randstad, which is a big staffing company in the Netherlands. And I was placed in house with TomTom in Amsterdam. And we did pretty fast paced recruiting there. So we were recruiting for customer support, international people really loved all the conversations we were having with the people there people that came to amsterdam for different reasons and people we hired that uh, actually are really uh, were successful moved up in roles that was great that was kind of my first getting acquainted with recruiting when i started at booking.com i finally understood what it actually meant to be a recruiter in all of its, its facets so learning about sourcing and learning about you know working with hiring managers uh, on a more continuous basis, building relationships, and recruiting for different levels, that was very interesting.
0: For me, it was, I think, by chance. I, I was actually planning to having a career in finance, and I think at, at the end of the day, when I started my master's, I also got a job. My first job was at United Nations, and it was in the HR department, and that's where I was basically exposed to HR stuff. Uh, mostly it was recruitments, and it was high-volume recruitment. And that's where I also started taking more interest because I was already working there. So I thought in my MBA, I should start thinking more on the lines of, of, of HR. The more experience I got there, the more interested uh, I got into HR and recruitment in general. But just like Andrew said, it's looking at people who who really want jobs and then you can find something really interesting for them. And then them being happy, that was something which which was Pretty powerful for me and and that's why I wanted to continue in recruitment but I always told myself till the time that I'm enjoying recruitments I'll be here otherwise I'll find something.
2: A lot of people straddle between like the HR or recruiting is a foot in the door and the HR role how do you kind of you know look at recruiting as a foot in the door or building a career um, in recruiting and how's that changed over the years?
0: I think recruitment for me is it's is a pretty interesting domain because you learn so much in that domain that you can and that i won't say that it's it's a foot into the domain of hr but it's it also opens a lot of doors for you if if you're in in recruitment you're basically getting prepared for a lot of different topics you're exposed to to dealing with talents you're exposed to talking to very different and sometimes difficult stakeholders that builds your stakeholder management can help you with going to more business partner roles as well uh, so that that's the the beauty of recruitment to me. Uh, it just opens so many different avenues. I've also seen people who've come into recruitment and then move into move to business areas. Like I know someone who was working on on products recruitment and then became a product manager uh, because it's just the amount of. Information that you can get in of the business that really helps you build your own profile uh, as a person as well. Yeah
2: I I completely agree with that. I think that also like it's the the needs of the business oftentimes are recruiting Um, Like you open up an office for booking. That's what got you to Berlin um, And now it's like that's what bookings needs were at the time Uh, When do you see like the needs of the business change or do you see them ever change away from recruiting?
1: It's a very interesting question. I think they will never change away from recruiting, but I think, as uh, Samir said, the domain of recruiting is really interesting and it's evolving a lot. I think we're always going to need to connect to bringing a supply of talent, right? That to keep a company alive. Like roles will change for sure. Obviously, we're looking at a, an era of automation that's coming up, which will very likely. You know bring us to focus more on certain roles versus others But when it comes to building companies, I don't think recruiting will ever disappear if you're asking me How will recruiting change as a function? I would say it'll probably change a lot I'm already seeing in 2019 that there's a lot more focus on uh, You know candidate supply and and sourcing versus for example two three years ago Mm -hmm. And this is not gonna change anytime soon, right? So I think in future we're going to uh, be focused much more on sourcing solutions to bring the talent to companies and we will continue to be business partners because the conversation with the business is continue- going to continue to be relevant, but we cannot have that conversation without the talent pipeline.
0: completely agree. The recruiter's role will have to evolve because the current model will probably expire. Uh, this is, it's, it's, it has to be more towards being an advisor to the business, being the more business partner, towards the business and advice giving them more insights of how things are to be done and not just taking the candidate through the process because that those things I do see getting automated and some of them are already being automated even the CV screenings are being automated by different tools so the, the, when it comes to adding value it's more about how do you how do you advise the business on, on doing an X, Y or Z thing or, or making sure that the, the decisions are made right that that direction because at the end of the day People in the business they don't have so much time. They, they still have to focus more on their work, and they want someone specialized in this domain to help them.
2: So I think some people see like recruiting as like also a sprint. If you, you know, sit down with a hiring manager and you collect those requirements, then you could sit down with any hiring manager and collect requirements. Uh, if you source and make a hire, then you could just you've mastered it. So I think people oftentimes, like earlier in their recruiting career, think that they just have to keep moving ahead as fast as possible or they want the title of being mm. a senior as, as quick as possible. It's so, like, what is the like, right time frame to like, really develop this career and be this coach to the business and be this business partner? Like, if you were to you know, explain that to uh, somebody who's starting their career in recruiting... How long does it take to, like, master some of the core skills you need in order to be, like, super successful and have, like, a long-term career in recruiting?
1: I think it really depends on the person at the end of the day, but you can start early building capability to move quickly. And I think for me it's a lot about creating a longer-term vision to what you're doing. So when you're thinking about working with your hiring managers, don't just think about the requirements for this quarter ahead, but think about the year, think about their or- how their organization is developing. Think about potential competencies we might need in the future. Think about how we can be ahead of the game before those needs arise. Those would be more behaviors, I would say, than skills that you could start introducing really early. And so it's a bit about the mindset of the person. I think with the right mindsets and by spending the right amount of time on, on the most important things, you can move very fast in your career. What's very, very important in, in doing that is to stay very well connected to the business. right? So I think a recruiter that just kind of keeps their head down and focuses on execution and just filling wrecks, they are going to have a slower development pace because they are not kind of tuning into what's happening in
0: in the business and the overall company and
1: what needs are, are present or will arise
0: it also depends on if the person actually finds energy out of recruitment um, and if, if you if if, if, a, if someone is coming into this domain just as, as a as a pathway to something else and that's the entire focus from the very beginning it's going to be very difficult for that person to really develop into a good recruiter uh, because that Mindframe is not there, uh, but if you really look at recruitment in, in totality, and and see the development areas within this, it's it's pretty huge, and it's also like like Martin said, it's not just heads down recruiting. You can think about how can you further benefit the business, what additional impact can you bring, what else can you give to the business besides taking candidates through the process and making higher so of course this is a big impact but what else can you give the business uh, and the moment you start asking those questions that also opens uh, a lot of avenues for you being more advisor like I've said it and and that's where a lot of you can have a lot of impacts especially for example if I look at Get Your Guide if, if we, for example if we were looking to open another tech office. We should be the ones who should be consulted because we are towards the market. If, if we're strong enough, if, if we really have a good research knowledge within within our team, we should be able to advise the business on that. Hey, by the way, if you're looking to expand your tech hubs, you should really focus on, let's say, X, Y, Z cities, because that's where the talent is. We'll be able to, to find talent quickly. That's something. That's a huge impact that you're having on the business. Uh, and it's, You don't need to be someone else. You're basically in recruitment and advising the business on such a major topic. It's just a constant question that you have to ask yourself. Uh, what do you want to get out of this role? Uh, how do you want to add value to the business? Put that day-to-day recruiting aside and just keep asking this question for yourself. Yeah, having
2: that like love and passion for the industry or for this work is gonna keep you uh, keep you super engaged in it. I have zero problem jumping into LinkedIn and running searches for a profile. I find it to be fascinating. I'm always learning something about like how different companies like structure things, what are the trends going on in like the industry. I find that like being a recruiter is not just being transactional. It's about being like a expert of the actual like industry that you're recruiting in. Our industry is tech. I've been focused on tech for the past you know, ten years and I feel like We've got a decent finger on the pulse. But and then when I talk with some of my like friends or colleagues or peers that have been doing this as long as me, like some of them like they know every, you know, startup that's getting funded series A, Series B, mm. and they'll be able to like drop twenty to thirty different companies I've never heard of. And, mm. and then it shows that I've gotta like you know, brush up my skills and get better at like learning the trends of what's going on, mm. learning how companies structure their organizations, because. I actually find, like, if you're a student of the industry, you can use that to your competitive advantage. So you can see a trend, like, if a company is, like, you know, undervalued. You know, after a certain round of funding, like you could say, okay, like, hey, maybe there's that's a good time to recruit people. Like maybe like the the morale is low; they're not hitting their, their numbers. Like, should we try to say, hey, we're an up and coming company? Like that could be a good opportunity for those people to apply the skills they learned at that company to another company that's that's succeeding. Like, so instead so of just knowing industry trends, you can actually use that as a selling point to to candidates. You, you can, if you have a passion for recruiting and this passion for learning about your industry, um, it could take you super far and keep you super engaged.
0: What other options are there for somebody who is passionate about recruitment but is not interested in becoming a manager?
1: So I was a program manager at Booking.com for a while, where I didn't have a team under me. It was a very strategic role, so I was building an infrastructure to hire graduates into Europe, Middle East and Africa. And it was interesting because the position of program manager I think in Europe is not well known still. So, I had to build it from scratch. Lots of stakeholder management with very senior stakeholders, lots of strategy, very enjoyable. This is a role that I would see gain kind of territory in the next few years, where okay. you have to come up with new channels, new avenues, new techniques to recruit because the markets are more and more candidate driven and it's more and more difficult to, to stay ahead of, of the talent game. So that would be one specific track that I would mention. And another one, I think, is in analytics. And the more data we collect, right, um, the more powerful decisions we can make and the better we can build strategies. And I think this is only going to get more and more important in the future as well. So there's lots of data around recruiting that are interesting and that can help us advise the business well.
0: Yeah, so these two things. I think another thing is the the TA operations. So especially for, for companies which are growing, this becomes a huge part of the chaos in the company and the TA team in itself. So someone who's seen how operations work in TA, that's part of the, the project management or the program management as well. And like, it, There's just so many different areas where a person can can have impact. For example, how to set up a recruitment process, how to look at different matrices, how to set up a recruitment team. So there are different elements to it. And especially if, if the company is growing, uh, this experience becomes extremely valuable. Anyone who's gone through it and has seen it can bring that experience to the table, uh, whether in in terms of of, of a more operational person, TA or operation person, or a project manager, program manager. And I completely, for like Warren said, the analytics currently is it's going to even grow further, and and that's where. We need more people, and we actually the recruiters right now should be more focused on how to use data to make decisions. Because a lot of I, I remember my time previously was more about okay, the candidate, you know, rejected the offer. It's fine. Let's find another one. Let's find another one. Never really looking at the data to make decisions. But now you can actually really break down the recruit process into smaller chunks and then realize the mistakes that you have made, the mistakes that has been made in the in the business side. How to use that, and how to deliver that message to the business as well. Again, it's. It's, it's just a impact that you're having just through uh, the advice that you're giving to the business. Data analytics is a crucial part of that. So I would expect someone who's on a staff recruiter level or a principal recruiter level is well-versed in how to use data, how to break recruitment data into smaller pieces and should be able to analyze and deliver reports uh, to the business and to the talent acquisition team as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, with all these things, I think, like, you can grow your career as a recruiter and work on these things as, like, as projects as well, so you could still be like a hands-on recruiter and spend, you know, twenty percent, maybe up to fifty percent of your time um, doing things like employer branding programs or you know working on funnel metric programs. I think you can actually do like a, a hybrid role of program management and be a hands-on recruiter as well. It's just like changing rec-lib. so Like I think a lot of the recruiters I was working with. You know, eight years ago, it was a, a very senior team uh, of individual contributing recruiters, but we all worked on different projects. we were all like pushing, like, pushing things forward and like challenging status quo. And 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 now a lot of us are in management roles, um, haven't done this for a number of years. But like at that point in our career, we were all like hands on in recruiting. Like I said, even now, I'm still like rolling my sleeves doing that hands on recruiting. So I think that you can do of a diverse amount of tasks um, as you get more experience and and not necessarily be a manager but still drive things forward and and not be a manager but you can also be an informal like uh, peer mentor um, mm-hmm. to a lot of people that like I expect that you know as you have more experience like you're the one that's gonna help onboard people you're the you're the one that's gonna coach a recruiter that's earlier in their career on how to do stakeholder management and how to source candidates and what a healthy funnel looks like. This field is not a—it's not a university curriculum, at least from what I know—and that needs to be like taught, you know, and paid mm-hmm. forward to to the, like the next generation of recruiters. So, if you're not passionate about people management and people development, then I would say don't get into management. Um, stay on the IC track, but like you know, take on new projects, you know, and and help out you know the rest of the team.